Welcome to Florida In-Depth with the Tampa Bay Times, produced by the Department of Journalism and Digital Communication at the University of South Florida. Here is your host, Professor Elliot Weiser. Hi, everyone. On September 19th, 2023, that will probably go down as a historic day in St. Petersburg history. It was on that day that Mayor Ken Welch announced a deal to build a new baseball stadium for the Tampa Bay Rays. In addition to the $1.2 billion stadium, there would be a residential, commercial, and retail space, affordable housing, a hotel, and a new Carter G. Woodson African American Museum. It could bring an end to a long and somewhat tortured search for a new home for the Rays. Now, I keep using the word could because the deal has not yet been sealed. There is still the issue of how to pay for this project. To discuss that and how St. Petersburg Mayor Ken Welch closed the deal, we are joined by the City Hall reporter for the Tampa Bay Times, Colleen Wright. Hi, Colleen. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Good. Good to have you here. So Ken Welch is the city's fourth mayor who has dealt with the issue of a new stadium. The funding has not been approved yet, and you'll hear that a lot during this episode. But Mayor Welch has come closer to getting a deal done than anyone else. How did he do it? You're right. And I'm so glad we're talking about that caveat of it's not done yet. But he is the closest really on either side, either in St. Petersburg or Tampa. Um, Some people he'll say that, you know, he's got a good team around him. He has his city administrator doing pretty much all the negotiating along with other city staff. Um, But he did have a lot of external factors. Um, The contract with the Rays is sunsetting in 2027. If you look across the country, um, you know, publicly funded baseball stadiums or, or stadiums in general aren't exactly popular and there's not really great deals happening anywhere else. We know this from uh, text messages from the consultants that the city has hired. Um, so there's the issue of timing. Um, there's also the uh, added benefit that uh, Pinellas is kind of rich in bed tax. So there's a lot of money that wouldn't necessarily be coming from taxpayers who could pay for this. Um, the Rays, of course, have had a great season. Um, they saw a big bump in attendance numbers. Um, and it's it's definitely, I think it's it's a confluence of a lot of different factors that really have gone Welch's way. Mm-hmm. And of course, the city has just blown up as far as condominiums and apartment buildings. There are cranes everywhere. So I think the realization that it's not a small little city anymore, that it's growing also, I think, helps as well. Huge, right. This is not the same St. Petersburg, um, say, in 2008, when the Rays were looking at even a waterfront stadium, or even a few years ago um, when the Rays were looking at Tampa. Now, before we go any further, for folks who are not familiar with the gas plant district, talk more about the area before the original TROP was built. Of course. So uh, the gas plant was a predominantly uh, black neighborhood. Um, There were a lot of businesses. It was kind of like this very walkable community. Um, Over time, you know, it became blighted and there was a plan to kind of, you know, bulldoze some of it and and redevelop that, but still have plans for light industry and businesses and and new homes. Um, But along the line, um, it came up that the city wanted to court a baseball team. And where would they put that? Well, there's the gas plant. Uh, Ken Welch's father um, was actually uh, one of the council members who voted for it, but then later regretted that. And uh, one of his famous quotes is that he said, you know, you all made promises of jobs and light industry. And now we're going back on those promises. Of course, the TROP was built uh, there. It was a baseball stadium surrounded by acres of just pavement. Those promises never really came through. And you can see that when you look at St. Petersburg. 
Uh, south of Central looks nothing like north of Central Avenue. Um, and so this mayor really wants to do right by those promises. So this really is a personal mission for Ken Wilkes. It is a personal mission. He does have um, personal ties uh, to to this project. It, it also is very political as well. I mean, this was the big issue going into the 2021 uh, St. Petersburg mayor's race. And the raise were absolutely a factor. It was the number one question asked. So it is political. It is also very personal. Now, did I read in one of your articles, and correct me if I'm wrong, did he grow up in the gas plant district or near it? His grandfather, he personally grew up near it, but his grandfather owned a wood yard and he would work at that wood yard. That wood yard is actually about southwest of where the trop is today. Uh, when the mayor kind of reset the request for proposals process last year, uh, he actually wielded an axe that his grandfather once had, and he was standing right where his woodyard once was. So he he didn't personally grow up there, but his grandfather did have land there. I believe his uncle had a church there as well um, that was also raised as part of the redevelopment. So that makes sense. I mean, you talk to the three former mayors. The one thing that they were uniform in at the end of their terms was frustration with the race mm -hmm. and not getting a deal done. So it sounds like this helped motivate Ken Welch to get it done. I mean, you can put the political aside for a second, but from a personal standpoint, this this makes some sense that there it was very personal. Uh, it was, yes. And, um, you know, I, I've spoken to uh, pri prior mayors who say, like, look, you know, who's the who's the common denominator here? You've got three different mayors on this side. You've got two mayors uh, in Tampa who haven't been able to work this out. What's the common denominator? It's the Rays. Um, Welch was different. And you could say it's that personal connection. The Rays have said that. Um, Pinellas County Administrator Barry Burton has said his personal connections, especially with uh, commissioners on the Pinellas County Commission, where Mayor Welch served for 20 years, um, helped there too. So you can say personal directions, uh, for personal connections with uh, county commissioners, with the Rays, his personal story um, kind of sums up for kind of like a, like a perfect storm almost. We've kind of touched on this, but I, I want to see if we can put a mathematical equation to this. So how much of this deal getting done was Ken Welch and how much was simply timing because the TROP lease expires in 2027? Is it 50-50? Is it 40-60? I mean, let's do some it's, math. It's hard to put a split. And I've asked that question too. And of course, people, um, people, certain officials have been kind of dodgy on that. These negotiations were very tight-lipped. Uh, I even got some records this week who say that that's a, um, you know, a single record hasn't been exchanged to avoid making public records. So exactly like what was the split and what was the dividing line? I think it actually comes down to money and how much public subsidy there could be. And I think once that was settled, I think maybe everything else came into place. But whether whether it was the mayor and his special powers or factors, I think some people are maybe more keen to put it on just all the outside factors, St. Petersburg being very different. Um, but it very well could be the mayor. We'll see what happens when... Uh, these deals are actually put to a vote, and then we'll know for sure that the Rays are here to stay and that they'll get a stadium. We're going to talk money in just a minute, but I, I do want to ask you this. So the mayor came from the county commission. He served on it for a long while. He knows the county folks. He knows the commission. So how much of a role did that play in getting, uh, assuming funding's done, how much did that play in getting this deal done? Well, uh, Pinellas County has the bed tax dollars. They also own the land where the stadium is. So you have to have the commission on board. Um, that is a big deal. They, they have kind of that part, the money and, and the stadium kind of negotiations. However, the city side of the deal is more complicated. And maybe we're running into a little bit of snafus and resistance on the city side because they have to not only plan for the ballpark, but 
the remaining 69 acres of ballpark is going to be 17 acres. There's another 69 acres surrounding it. That's going to be affordable housing, hotels. You mentioned a home for the Woodson earlier. Um, green space, park space. Uh, it's a it's a big plot of land. And that's going to be complicated. Um, the sale of that land, that's what the city's planning on doing. It's going to be complicated. So there's still some votes that need to happen on the city side. I think maybe the commission's going a lot smoother. They just have a more simple deal to work out on that end. But he does have them, it seems. I mean, there hasn't been an official vote yet. Uh, city, we'll see next week when the whole council meets to discuss this. We'll talk more about that in a minute. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Never miss the news that matters. The Tampa Bay Times has the Bay Area's largest newsroom and is your source for reliable reporting. With 14 Pulitzer Prizes recognizing its commitment to the community through high-quality journalism, the Times provides the news you need from the source you can trust. Find local stories, investigative reports, things to do, updates on Florida politics, and more. In print on Wednesdays and Sundays and 24-7 at tampabay.com. Pursue the truth. If you work in the media, communications, or marketing industry, this message is for you. Take your career to the next level by getting your master's degree from one of the top journalism programs in the Southeast. The journalism department at the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg, is offering a master's degree in digital journalism and design. And the best thing about it, you can do the entire program from home. This online curriculum can be completed in as little as one year. The program is professionally accredited and provides students with an informative and practical education taught by well-respected professionals and academics. The cost is reasonable. The experience is invaluable. For more information, please call 727-873-4881. That's 727-873-4881 or go to www.usf. Edu journalism. And now back to Florida in depth with the Tampa Bay Times. Welcome back to Florida in depth with the Tampa Bay Times. I'm talking with the City Hall reporter for the newspaper, Colleen Wright. So, Colleen, you, you've talked about the residents in the gas plant district being misled when Tropicana Field was proposed. Why should the folks now, the descendants of the gas plant district, why should they believe that things will be different with this redevelopment effort? That's what the mayor uh, needs to tell residents on. And he's keen on that. He says that this time, like, watch us. We we will do this. There are elements been built into the plan right now that require uh, a minimum participation of minority-owned businesses to get a slice of the pie, to be in on the construction, to be in on uh, the deals, because this is a billion-dollar deal. Um, it calls for possibly housing, possibly even for the descendants of the gas plant. There's some housing rules that need to work out. I, um, so we don't know if that'll come true or not, but it's possible that uh, it would be for those folks. But if not, affordable housing in general. Um, as we know, St. Petersburg is very different than it was even a few years ago. We are in an affordable housing crisis. Um, there, it's going to look, uh, it's going to be full of, uh, it's supposed to be full of uh, hotel and retail and businesses, uh, business incubators for just uh, startups. Um, so it's going to, the, the mayor is selling it as more than just 86 acres of asphalt. Uh, it's it's supposed to kind of revitalize the area. And, and he hopes bring in maybe the neighborhoods surrounding it who haven't gotten any of the benefits of having a baseball team here for the past 25 or so years. I want to do a deep dive on the cost because you've done some really good reporting 
on this, and you've been first on this. So um, what's the latest on the cost of it? Because you reported recently that it may actually cost taxpayers double than what was first announced. Talk about that a little. Absolutely. So when the announcement was first made, uh, it was kind of sold as a simple split. Uh, The Rays will take half of the stadium specifically, and the other half will be split between uh, the city and the county. This is the $1.2 billion just for the stadium. Yeah, correct? about yeah. $1.2, $1.3. And uh, that's just for the ballpark. Of course, the redevelopment, that's something different. Mm-hmm. The city will have to said that they're going to take on the infrastructure for the rest of it. So that's also a bigger cost. Uh, what we reported on is that there was actually a document that kind of laid out the total payment plans. This is like with interest over time, how much it's really going to cost. And I think with such a major project concerning public land, People just want to be straight up with, okay, what is this really going to cost in the long run? It's not just, you know, $300 million on our side and it's over. This is going to take a long time. This won't be completed for another 20, 25 years. And we don't know what's going to come. And I think people just value transparency and what the real cost is going to be. And I, I think that's kind of what people are knowing. You know, city council is going to vote on this. Pinellas County Commission is going to vote on this. And they also want information, you know, uh, folks in Miami were recalled over the baseball stadium there over how much that the Marlins stadium was going to cost um, because it wasn't really clear how much that stadium was going to cost. So folks we could spend a whole podcast on that, couldn't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> we could. We could. And, uh, you know, people really just want to know what's this going to cost over time. And with interest rates, you know, uh, this redevelopment is not immune to that. But truthfully, on a project this big and this long, it's almost impossible to say this is exactly how much it, it's it's as much a guess, isn't it? It is a guess. And these are um, preliminary. They're, they're not final drafts we have. Um, this is just what we have so far and, and what they're working with. Um, the Rays have said they'll cover any cost overruns for the stadium. Um, they've said also that they'll cover it for the rest of the redevelopment. But I think until we have something in ink that maybe says that, and, and also we don't know what's going to happen. I know that there's one city council member, Richie Floyd, who says, you know, what if we have to bail out the race? What if something happens? You know, th- this is a big long-term project. Uh, I think many are anxious to see more details, what's in writing, and we'll know more. Uh, you recently reported that uh, there's some, what's the word I want to use, uh, questions arising from city council folks that they're not getting all the numbers and information they need. Can you talk about that a little? Absolutely. Yes. So uh, the city and its request for proposals process. uh, So any group that wanted to redevelop this plot of land, they had to also submit a 20 year cash flow analysis, kind of where their money comes from and where they plan to spend it in the next 20 years. Uh, The Rays, of course, the Rays and their redevelopment partner, Heinz, submitted this, but they submitted it under separate cover because they say that under Florida law, it's a trade secret and is exempt from public disclosure. Uh, One city council member, Lisette Hanowitz, says, well, if I'm voting on this deal, I want to see it because if it was relevant, the city wouldn't would have asked for it. Um, if it wasn't, they wouldn't have asked for it. And she wants to see it because kind of what we were saying earlier, she's on the hook for being accountable for this project. Um, I've heard that maybe the Rays might be be showing it to her. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but I'm not exactly sure if that document would be made available to the public, maybe just for the eyes of city council. Uh, my colleagues and I have also asked uh, the city to kind of go over the financing in detail, and they don't want to talk about it until the whole city council talks about it in public. And I, I just know, having read about other stadium projects, whether you're talking about Yankee Stadium or Atlanta, none of these ever come under budget. 
So that's that's something else. I mean, and hardly any of them come on on budget. They're always over budget for different reasons. So I'm sure everyone that's voting on it is cognizant of that as well. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Correct. Absolutely. And and like I said, the raise um, said that they would cover any cost overruns. Um, but we don't know. You know, it's going to take a long time for this to be built out. The stadium, of course, is supposed to come online in, for the 2028 home opener. Um, so that's closer, of course, than, say, 2045, 2046. Uh, but it's it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money and it's a big piece of property. It's the biggest redevelopment deal the city has ever seen. You've written a lot about this, Colleen. What's the biggest question in your mind about this whole deal? What, what, and you're like, I, I need to report on this more going down the road. I would really like to get into the money, the public, you know, the, the dollars in the sense and and kind of where that's coming from and how that's exactly going to be paid out. Uh, Mayor Ken Walsh has said that, you know, we won't be raising any taxes for this, but the city would be going into debt. So I would like to learn more about that. It's complicated. And I'd just like to make it simple and transparent um, for readers and residents. We would also like to, uh, the mayor said that he would like to build like a tracker to kind of keep track of like all the promises. We would like to do the same thing. Um, we want to, you know, if the mayor is going to do right, like he says, by residents of the and the descendants of the gas plant community, then let's hold them to it. And he said that he wants to be held accountable for that, too. So I would hope that, you know, I think everybody hopes that this actually works out best for everyone. Um, but that means keeping, you know, strong tabs on, on what's happening, what's being spent, and, and if the promises are actually going to be made this time. And that leads to my final question, because the political impact of this is, is huge. Is it safe to say that Mayor Welch is placing his political future on this deal. I mean, if it goes through, he's a hero. If it blows up or it ends up costing a lot more than we originally thought, he's going to have trouble running for anything. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been said, you know, two years ago, I, I wasn't the one who said that there are some think pieces I saw saying, you know, will, will Mayor Welch be the mayor to lose the race, either to Tampa or elsewhere? Um, and here he is now, about a year or so later, being the closest, like we discussed earlier, um, that any mayor has ever come to securing a deal. Uh, yes. Yeah. If, if this actually gets passed without a hitch and, and things start going, of course, you know, this will be built out long after the mayor is out of office, term limited or whatnot. Um, so history will tell. But yeah, if he can land this, then that's a huge political win. It's something that no other mayor can really claim. Maybe he runs for governor based on it. I'm sure he'd love that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, but it's it's tricky. It's slippery. It's a complicated deal. You know, there's a there's a lot to slip out on. Um, but it, it would be big if he lands it. And, you know, only time will tell. That's right. Colleen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we ask that you please give our podcast a five star rating and share it with your friends and family. We will drop a new episode on Monday. We'll be taking a closer look at the company that has partnered with the Rays to build the new project the Heinz Group. Until then, I'm Professor Elliot Weiser. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Florida In-Depth with the Tampa Bay Times. The podcast is produced by the Department of Journalism and Digital Communication at the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg. Executive producers are Elliot Weiser and Carolyn Fox. Our director is Christopher Campbell. Producers are Michael Van Sickler, Jenna Duncan, Kelsey Foresta, Jordan Kalasian, and Alex Logue. Production assistant is Laura Hughes. And a special thank you to Mark Katchis, 
Tampa Bay Times, and at USF St. Petersburg, thank you to Dr. Mark Walters and Dr. Casey Frechette. Until next time, I'm Elliot Weiser.